0: Patricia Bielmann has 25 years of experience as auditor and advisor for financial services companies. In addition to that, she has an in-depth experience advising clients in the finance area on complex transactions such as business combinations, issuance of debt or equity instruments, and many more. Over the years, she was responsible for the internal engagement quality control for several audit engagements. Integrity is not only the fundamental principle of the audit and advisory business, Professional knowledge and skills to ensure competent professional service was always a matter close to her heart. Accounting firms experienced the perfect storm in the past and will also do that in the future. With Patricia as my guest, we dig deeper and when I talk to my guests, I'm interested of what is not obvious, what is not written in her curriculum, for example. I would like to take a look behind the scenes and learn about the human who impacts corporate integrity like Patricia. I'm glad to have you here, spending the next few minutes together with us. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance and cybersecurity. Would you like to... Understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets. As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models, As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, a business professional, a corporate integrity leader, or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts with the different formats for corporate integrity leadership, with the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation, and actionability. Yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us, and having Patricia as expert in external audit and quality, we will definitely learn more about this particular industry. So Patricia, we haven't had the possibility to meet over the last few months, and I highly appreciate your time today. And as you know, our conversation will focus on you, especially on your team, your professional environment, and your own personal experience. So, thank you very much for having you here. It's a pleasure for me. Thank you. So I would like to start with one of the questions. I I really it's out of curiosity, you know, because. What is your personal first reaction when you see another accounting firm in the press confronted with cases like, for example, Wirecard or Ever- our Evergreen Endron? Because I know you are a dedicated, committed um, former auditor, and I think there are some things you would like or could share with us also here.
1: To be honest, I was shocked when I read um, the Wirecard case, and um, because it's. Something that you could easily avoid. Even so, um, to be honest, bank statements, cash is something that is easily overlooked as well. But for me, quality quality in audit was always um, the most important thing. It's not that you need to please the client; you need to please. And your environment, it's absolutely quality, and how you do it is is crucial. And that's something that every auditor should take to his heart and make sure that we are not sacrificing on audit quality.
0: And you did, you know, when when I I know about your background and exactly know what you also did over the last two decades. And you did a lot of this audit quality control work within your Mm. firm. So, Are there examples you could also share with us? You know, not only the negative, you could maybe also the positive ones, you know, but because I think it's so important that also a dedicated person takes care of that and takes on the responsibility because I know sometimes you must have been the one also controlling your colleagues and peers. Absolutely. And um,
1: it's on one hand as my function as EQCR's engagement quality uh, control reviewer, but on the other hand, also as as accounting expert, and um, I often got calls late in the evening, telling me, "Hey, we have we have a major issue. Our client is an IPO client. He's listen- he he he's planned to go IPO the next day on the Nasdaq, and we need to solve the problem now. And please be be generous. It needs to be done now. And then." always have to say hey guys it takes as long as it takes it's not my mistake that you are so late but we need to thoroughly look at it and that was sometimes um, an issue with colleagues that they didn't understand that you can just sign off without understanding really what's the business issue uh, what's the environment they are in and what are really the context around it. And, you know, to really understand the issue takes sometimes more time than getting to the solution. Absolutely, yeah. And and that was always crucial if you are talking with colleagues that they understand it's not something that you just take out of the grower and it's done. You need to really thoroughly understand it. And secondly, you always... Or you sometimes had clients that called me up, called my colleagues up that said, hey, if we can't do it like that, then we might reconsider an audit tender.
0: Which is not a behavior we can accept. Huh?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, as EQCRA, as accounting expert, um, sometimes I got from my lead partners, from my partner colleagues, the hint that, hey, Patricia, you need to find a solution. Otherwise, we're losing the client. And we both and that know what it means. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And that was always uh, like, hey, guys, we can't sacrifice quality. We have another in-room case. We have another wire card case if we are accepting it. And it's always to find the right words, to find the right answer, not to accept it. And I was always in the opinion that you have to be strict at the point. If it's not acceptable, it's not acceptable. And you say it, but at the same time, you need to help, to help, help to find solutions. And sometimes it's just a small tweak that you need to to take. And sometimes it's a strict no. But always to have the openness for your client, for your colleagues to also explain them why it doesn't it doesn't work or why you should do it differently than what this is is proposed.
0: And I think it takes a lot of effort also to explain why it is not possible, isn't it? Absolutely. And
1: uh, yes, because and um, the colleagues, the clients, initially they don't want to listen to you. They just want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not up to them to find solutions. It's up to you to find solutions. Um, But you are a team. You need to work together to find the solution. And that's really the small line to walk that you accept, hey, you need to be strict on the point, but you can be helpful in really helping to Mm -hmm. find solutions. And also to not to give in, 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 yes, they are calling you late in the evening. They are calling you early in the morning. It's, it's never during the day when everybody has a lot of time and it's always behind the threat. Hey, we are losing the client and it's not possible to do the IPO and we are missing a deadline. It's always that pressure that is there and where you have to say, Hey guys, sorry, we need to find.
0: We, we are now perfectly also in, uh, within the topic and discussion right now. If you think back about the fraud triangle we have, you know, also the, the auditors are under pressure because we have this fraud triangle with the rationalization, with the pressure and also the motive and the the possibility to do so. And I think a lot of auditors, they really had to f- fight day by day with such kind of pressure from the client side. I think, yes.
1: Yeah, I think the pressure is even higher when mm-hmm. clients have to To hide something and if if they have something that they want to push through you know I I sometimes felt like either the pressure gets very very high or they are swamping you with information that you don't see Mm -hmm. the clear point what is it exactly and there you just need to take your time sort it out and get to a an decent answer. And sometimes it is like you have to tell them, hey, I can't, I can't solve it by myself. And um, I need some other experts. It's also that you are honest to yourself and and, and tell or you are not a perfect man or human being. You need help. You need help from your colleagues, you need help from, from experts. And that's also something that auditors need to learn. They are expert in accounting. They are expert in other things. But they, are, they they need to be open to themselves and also accept that they don't know everything.
0: When I listen to you
1: right get help. Now.
0: it's exactly a point I also see. You know, that they think they can solve everything, you know. And it's not possible. It's always teamwork. And it's also an expectation sometimes raised by the client that that one person can solve the problem. But it's always mm-hmm. behind who needs to do that. And the pressure is given to that one person, maybe also the lead partner who really, you know. And, uh, yeah. And when, when we go back to our frame or our um, mechanism and also the, um, the rules we have about independence in mind, that independence in appearance, is there anything you would like to share on that? Because I think that's an issue that's also what I experience day by day, not only as a board member, but also when I support the clients on the other side. Um, the independence in mind is so important, and it's easily harmed.
1: It's very easily harmed, and and you know there are, there are different things, different um, stakes that come in that really are in the in the heart of the independence. It's not only um, your your financial interest. Basically, when 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 you talk about um, independence, most of the people think about financial interest, oh, you are not allowed to have shares and so on. But there are other things. It's like that you are too close to your client with the familiarity. And yes, now we have that the the lead partner, the the responsible partner needs to rotate every seven years. But we forget about that there could be other people on the engagement that are there for much longer than seven years. And I myself experienced that um, at the end, I was the only one that remembered. I was longer than seven mm-hmm. years on the engagement, mm-hmm. and I was the only one that remembered issues and 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 client um, agreements that we we kept for several years, and not even the client or myself th- uh, or, or our mm-hmm. audit team. Mm-hmm. Was still aware of it. So it's the documentation that needs to be in place there as well. And, and I think familiarity is one thing, is one bad thing, but can also help on the other thing, on, on the other side. But you need to be clear, as soon as you have to lose something, for me it was always, yeah, a hurdle to overcome if I gave them an opinion two, three years ago, mm-hmm. to revise it after two, three years later and to tell them, hey, guys, what I said two, three years ago was due to this this paragraph mm-hmm. or due to this regulation, and now the world changed, and we need to change the view as well. The client was always, how can you? To not give in, to sell, tell them, hey, okay, we can accept that. And the other thing is really the intimidation. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so so much around it, so much pressure within the firm, within the audit firm, within your relationship with the client. And and you know, I also it's not only as an auditor; it's also as a advisor mm-hmm. that also, you have yeah, this absolutely. intimidation. Yeah. I had one client um, where well, I was advising that um the employees, the team members of the client, um, I found they are not really sticking to the to the rules, to the quality that is required. And um, we got a disagreement and I informed the, the excom of, of the client and you know at the end it was like, do you accept it as an advisor? Or are they looking for somebody else? And I, for myself, said, hey, it's my reputation. It's Absolutely. the reputation of the firm. And if in two years, three, two year, two three years something happens and it comes out that it was us advising them, then it's coming back to us as firm as well. And yes. so it's sacrificing the reputation. And there I said, fine, if you would like to work with some, somebody different,
0: just, just do it. Absolutely. I think it's so important that we really stick to our own integrity. It's about integrity at the end. And you know, you have, you have the pressure from both sides. You have it from your internal firm, because you really have to make sure that you can keep the client. And on the other hand, the client side. So you're always in the middle and have to make sure that not only you, but also your team, you know, you as a lead partner, you are, mature enough you can do that but what about all the young assistants and seniors you know coming to an engagement not even sure because they, they they work for different lead partners and what i saw in the past some of them they really don't want to speak up because they know that they fear the consequences if they do so and that's also what we have seen in some of the scandals out um, out there in the press you know you know they are not heard yes
1: yeah. I, I, I understand what you mean. On the other hand, every firm mm-hmm. has um, some res- resolution process in place. And um, there, I think, team members but also partners are too little aware of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And don't dare to really go into there. You know, yeah, absolutely. And I have I had, had a couple of instances where I said, I'm I'm of another opinion as the lead partner or even as my colleague on the same odd engagement. Mm-hmm. And there was always, hey, we need to discuss that. And at the end you are there and you think, okay, what else can we do? And we had the luck to have a professional a practice department where you can go and have really very senior partners that were sitting there that really had in-depth knowledge of, of auditing, but also understood the industry. And, and there you could basically lay out what is the issue, what, what, why is there a disagreement? And I always said, if you don't achieve an agreement there, as an audit, you always have the possibility to document the disagreement. But Absolutely. I think as soon as you need to document the disagreement, then you have I, a problem. Don't want to be, I don't want to be associated with that audit with the firm or anything. Either you solve it or something is wrong.
0: Absolutely, Patricia. So I fully agree on what you are saying. What I just wanted to, to state here is that, you know, a lot of young people; they are not yet there to do so. And we, as experienced old auditors, we have to make sure, you know, that we can also build them up. But that's that's what I would like to say. Because they they don't, you know, they just don't know the mechanism. They know what is written. They know the processes what they could do, but there are so how should inherent pressures also from the from firm side. That's what I also heard recently. There's, hey, mm. I have to leave because I ju- I just can't do that because if we have lead partners not not listening to what we are saying and as you said if you have to go the path of document document of the documentation what your opinion is against the one of the lead partner you already lost
1: I agree but on the other hand and um, our ex-com and our lead partners they need to have that tone mm-hmm. at the top they have to yeah uh, you, you know and um, if a if an assistant has thinks that it's not right i have found something and um, it's really crucial You you know, I I made the experience or um, I knew about an assistant manager Mm -hmm. that left the firm, um, that basically left the firm, resigned, and at the day when he gave in the badge, he also gave a letter to the ex-con explaining why he's leaving. And he was leaving because of a case that he found was absolutely wrongly handled. And I think that's too late, absolutely. you need to, yeah. go, you need to go to the XCOM <laughs> earlier yeah. on, and you know everybody has a whistleblower uh, mm-hmm. function nowadays, and I also think and um, managers assist managers even assistants, if they think there is something they need to do the whistleblowing and oh. it's not mm-hmm. it's not to to really um yeah say it's badly done. But it's also for protecting them mm-hmm. that they have the learning that if they think it's not correctly done, that they have a, a position that they can discuss the issue. The whistleblowing should be the end. They should mm-hmm. go up the hierarchy with, with the partner, with the excom, with the a professional uh, practice department. But if that is done, they need to have this whistleblowing function to really get the their
0: explanation how did you support the young generator younger generation you're not that old but you're already middle-aged but you know how did, did you support or do you still support the younger generation to really speak up because it's still difficult for them even though we have all the process in place like whistleblowing and everything but you know being in a huge firm I think for a lot of them it's not that easy and they need to have some kind of mentor so how did you do that in the past? You know, for me, it was always
1: important that you have all the facts and circumstances on a piece of paper, that everybody has the same understanding. And for me, that was always crucial. So if I have an assistant or a manager that didn't agree, I always told them, hey, bring it to a piece of paper. Everything that you think are facts and circumstances, Mm -hmm. bring it, describe it. And then come up with a reasoning why you think it should be different.
0: So the and proper documentation and fact finding. What is, huh? what is
1: yeah. yeah? What is your evidence? And once it's on a piece of paper, the counterparty, the lead partner that thinks it's differently, needs to do it as well. Yeah, and then you see where's the difference. Either there was a misunderstanding, and um, there is a misinterpretation of the regulations, or there are some political reasons, and then this political reason needs to be tabled as well. Yeah. And as soon as you see, okay, due to this political reason, you come to a misstatement, to a wrong, then it's easier to handle and also to support the, the assistant if he thinks um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's right. For me, it's 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 really crucial of having proper documentation. And you know, also if if the decision was wrong, if you have it documented how you came to that conclusion, I think it's not a, as heavy weight that, that <laughs> <Yep>. wrong <laughs> decision <laughs> than without documentation or just got feeling. Um, decisions
0: mm-hmm. absolutely so and uh, we need clear and document- we need proper documentation and also the fact mm. finding because talking mm. about feelings and whatever doesn't help in that circumstance it's not at all so where do you see this entire part of corporate integrity when it comes to audit firms also for the next few decades because there are a lot of changes in place and i also see that you post a lot also on linkedin with regards to that so what do you, what are the trends you see right now for our business or our industry
1: you know the audit the audio industry made a big development in the past and not everything went to the better in my view but you also have to see where where they came from when when I was an assistant or a manager a couple of years ago and it was really that you got the strategy and then you had to think about what exactly are you testing? Why are you testing? And you documented it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nowadays, um, sorry to say it like that, our
0: assistants and, and managers are checklist talibans. Yes. And we used to think, isn't it? You know, we had to think because we had no <laughs> audit tools at the beginning. We did it on paper. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and you know,
1: um, they have a checklist what are the audit procedures that they need to do but they often they don't think why have to do mm-hmm. to do it and um, is it the right testing that they are doing or the result that they get out and is it really what is asked in the checklist you know once i had a case that In a cash flow statement, Mm -hmm. an acquisition, it's very easy. You you pay cash and shares, and the shares were included in the cash flow. Shares are not cash, so why is it included? And then I asked my assistant, why why did you include the shares into the cash flow? It's not cash. But my checklist said I would need to, to list what is the shares, what is cash, what is liability, and so on. And that's the share price, uh, the 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 acquisition price. Why shouldn't I put it in? This checklist tells me. And I said, Yes, but the checklist just tells you what is the acquisition price. It doesn't say what goes into the cash flow.
0: Yeah, it's the deep understanding of what of the transaction and and the financials, you know. Yeah, exactly what we did. And and I think there there
1: needs to be the going back to the good old Rules in letting people think. allow people to think mm-hmm. and come up with their own judgment in ch- instead of just doing filling out checklists.
0: Well, Patricia, that's what I already preached, um, I think ten <laughs> yeah. or fifteen years ago. when year. yeah, no it's, still, <laughs> no, it's 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 not better. And I think you know, with all this pressure also coming to the audit firm from a client side, also the fee pressure. Mm. Mm-hmm. People think with the checklist they are safe or they protect themselves, but it's definitely not. You have to step or what I think you have, we we always have to step back and see, does it make sense? You know all these kind of transactions, although in also in the industry we are in the in the environment, so and also does it fit to the strategy? Sometimes I think absolutely. financial statements mm-hmm. need to reflect the strategy. otherwise we otherwise we have an issue. And also when we look at all the scandals, it was obvious, and it could have been seen also by the investors. I
1: agree, but on the other hand, you have a company with an internal control system. Mm-hmm. You have internal audit, you have the external audit, and they need to take their responsibility, responsibility. to the public interest. Mm-hmm. You know, every failure of of an, of an accountant, every failure of an what firm
0: harms the public interest? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not. I'm not saying they are and not responsible. But also, you know, as an investor, I think you also have to be critical. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. you know Both the Wirecard the case. If you look at one point five billions in cash, just somewhere out, but but sometimes, and um, you get the booklet as annual financial statements that has 200 pages. Mm-hmm. And if I listen to analysts' conferences, but also talk to investors, I feel like they only look at balance sheet and income statement. Nobody reads the notes, and nobody really looks at details. And, but there, I also think the, the the preparer of financial statements, but also we as an audit and firm, we need to make the next steps and make sure that the financial statements are readable that they tell the story you know if you are lucky, lucky the investors have read the business review even it should be consistent back and front mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. details are buried in the in the in the notes in the, it's there we just need to find it and i think that's really the next Mm -hmm. path to go or way to go is to make financial statements readable again that not only the auditors are reading them but also the investors and there is a story
0: behind it that's a very good also closing sentence from you thank you very much patricia is there anything you would like to add here which we haven't touched
1: no i think um, you really had the right questions for an auditor and to what is, what is integrity and what is our, our responsibility by so the, the public interest and where does integrity really play a role?
0: And also looking thank you. forward for sure. I'm going to invite you again also for the deeper workshops with our teams and also not our teams here, but also our um, integrity circle members, because I think there are a lot of people also interested in really reading the financial statements. And that's a session I would like to do and like to offer also for our people there. So thank you very much. And there's never enough professional skepticism out in the uh, out in the room. So thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you, Sonia. To you too. This was today's episode of The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters, with our guest, Patricia Billmon. Following the motto, corporate integrity secures and empowers individuals and organizations. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stirnimand and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable, and role model. Take care and goodbye. Would you like to learn more, meet peers, and get qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered, promised. And please do not forget... Topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know.